0: Thank you for being here with me. I hope everything is going your way. I'm Jackie Gibbons and I focus on the heart of real estate, all things warm and fuzzy about home and real estate. And before I dive in, I wanted to send a great big thank you to my two sons. They were very helpful by giving me their advice and some feedback as I was setting up this podcast. I mean, it really turned out well because they both know a thing or two about sound and media and production. And, you know, they were very supportive and I'm very grateful. You know, they're, they're the best. So thank you, boys. Your mama loves you. And speaking of kids, um, when I was growing up, I had a lot of, you know, I had brothers and sisters and in this little house that we all lived in, we also had pets. We had a few pets coming and going all of the time. It was um, mostly was me because I was the big animal lover in the family. And so naturally, I think that having pets when you're a kid, especially, you know, is the greatest And I think everybody should, you know, if you can try to have a pet, even a little betta in a in a bowl is a good thing for a kid to have to kind of learn responsibility. And it's just fascinating, I think, for kids. That's that's what it was like for me. Um, For me, I, I started out with fish. I think a lot of people do have fish in the household. Um, They're sort of easy, like a goldfish is fairly easy in a bowl um, or in a small aquarium. And that's what we had. We had a couple goldfish and I would just sit there staring at them. I was fascinated and it probably also had to do with the water. Because I, I always felt like water was fascinating for whatever reason, um, you know, because it was always move, moving, there was something going on. And again, here was this fish, it was always moving too. And it was underwater, it was also very different from me. So I was just fascinated. And when I was maybe about eight or nine, um, I went from like a bowl to getting a aquarium, like a real aquarium. And I learned about the filters and the heater, you know, and the gravel and the light and all this stuff um, about keeping fish. And I went from having goldfish to guppies. Now, guppies are different. You do need the heater because, you know, they, 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 they're they not cold like a, like a goldfish is. They need that warm water. So I learned a lot about fish keeping, different fish, and it was a lot of fun for me. And I even went up to to had like two or three tanks when I was maybe about 12 or 13 years old. So I kept on having fish and having several tanks in the household. And and again, and I had to because guppies kept on multiplying and I would read all I could about them. Um, I would take them to school with me. I would ask the teacher, can I put them in an aquarium here? And he said, sure, no problem. So, I was really into the fish at the time. Um, And I also had a couple buddies at uh, school that I would talk about, you know, our our aquarium hobby. And it was guys. Guys were more into it back then. And I was a tomboy, so I had something in common here talking about the fish. And then one guy, he was talking about a, a new fish that he had gotten. Um, and he said, hey, Jackie, you want to come on over and see it? And I said, sure, let's go check it out. And he just lived around the corner down the street. So we go over there and I look at it. And it was this really weird looking. It looked almost like an eel. He said it was like a catfish, though. And it wasn't really an eel. It was some kind of a long, skinny fish. Had no idea what it was, but it was really interesting because it was snaking around in this aquarium that he had. And I go, ooh, that's cool. And he goes, do you want it? (laughs) And it was like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting that. I was just coming over to go and see it. And here's, you know, here's this young guy. He said, hey, do you want it? He was probably very proud. You know, he caught this fish. He just caught it from the ditch. Okay, the, there was this little drainage ditch we had in the neighborhood. And all the guys and some of the girls, including me, we would go down to the ditch and catch little frogs and polywogs and whatever. And this guy caught a fish, took it home with him, put it in his tank. And now he wanted to give it to me. So I said, Sure. And so we put it up in a bag and got it, you know, got it all wrapped up for me. And I took it home and put it in one of my aquariums. Now, I had my main aquarium in my bedroom. And then there was this other aquarium that I had set up in the kitchen. You know, thankfully, I had pretty cool parents. They let me do what I wanted pretty much to a certain extent. OK, and they get let me have this uh, fish tank in the kitchen. So I put it, I put uh, this this new acquisition in that tank and was looking at it. it. had a couple of little fish in there. I gave it something to eat and I and was very, I think I sat there maybe for a couple of hours. I was fascinated. It was a really cool fish. Then I go to bed and get up in the morning and I come back out. I was going to feed the fish like I always do, feed the fish in the morning and feed the fish at night. And I go look and there was no fish in the tank. So he was gone. And I go, what in the world? And then I look and the guy, this, this catfish thing is on the floor. Somehow, even though there had been a lid on the tank, somehow it had jumped out sometime in the night, who knows when, and wound up on the middle of the kitchen floor. And it was still alive for crying out loud. This nasty, slimy thing was still alive. So I picked it up, put it back in the tank. Okay. And said, oh my gosh, you know, I rescued it. I mean, that was my first instinct was to put it back in the tank. So that's what I did. And I'm looking at it, making sure it was okay. And it was, it was still alive. And I look around and there's no other fish. The stinking thing had eaten my other fish. Okay. The regular, nice, peaceful, the pit fish, the normal fish. But this devil fish, you know, that survived, you know, however many hours in the middle of the kitchen floor, you know, that thing had eaten my other regular fish. So I was not happy. So I go to school and I tell Kevin, I go, Kevin, who's my buddy, said, dude, you know, what your fish... It's not working for me. You got to come and you got to take it back. So he did. He took it back and, you know, and, and that was all settled. But I learned something. It's like, I do not want catfish. I just want to stick with my guppies. Okay. And my platies and my mollies. And I'm going to, and I had a red tail shark. I thought red tail sharks were pretty cool. So I got one of those And I just enjoyed the fish for many years. And I still do. I still have aquariums. and I've had them like all my life for the most part. There's been a few years when I haven't had them. But I mean, I've had all kinds of fish tanks because again, it was, they're just fascinating to me and I get a lot out of them. And, you know, and, and again, they're a little bit easier, in my opinion, to take care of than dogs or cats. And because I have an active lifestyle, it's not fair that I have, you know, any dogs right now because I'm just so active coming and going. And dogs really need your attention. So if you are a family that, you know, that has time on your hands and people are going to be at home, then it's wonderful to have dogs. And we had dogs, too um, growing up, like I said, there were five of us kids. Mom was at home, you know, dad worked a lot, but the kids were at home and the mom was at home. So what we got, we, we always enjoyed getting these, um, Italian greyhounds, like those miniature greyhounds. We love those. Okay. Beautiful animals, um, graceful, not very aggressive and just indoor, indoor dogs. Okay. These were indoor dogs, um, which I, Which always kind of fascinated me because I knew that my neighbors, they all had these big dogs. um, And that's kind of what I thought dogs were. I always thought like dogs were big dogs. The people next door, they had a bloodhound. They had a couple dachshunds, but these were big dachshunds and they had this big old basset hound. The other neighbors down the street, they had a couple big old collies. Somebody next door, they had a boxer. And you know, everybody else I knew, they had these big dogs, but we had this beautiful, fragile Italian greyhound, which was just fine. We, we had a couple of them, you know, over the years. Um, and one time, the last uh, Italian greyhound that we picked out, my dad decided to um, let my little brother pick the one that he wanted because we got our greyhounds from a breeder. And I'll never forget, we went to go, he took all of his kids to the breeder's house. And it was, it was wonderful. Uh, We go in this big home and I'd never been inside a breeder's home before. She had all of these dogs running around the house and my brother picked one and he went and looked at a few and even the breeder suggested, Hey, why don't you look at these? She was trying to push a couple of um, ones on him. It probably would have worked out really well, but he chose this other one that was a little bit more timid and that's the one that we took home. Well, nice animal, beautiful dog, um, well-behaved, well-trained, but it really hated my little brother, unfortunately, which was so sad because it was really kind of, sort of, like, supposed to be his dog, Okay, but again, he was loud. He was a young boy and he had his friends coming in and out and he was running around and it just aggravated this greyhound, Um, this normally timid, um, shy dog just sitting in his pillow in the corner of the family room. That's all he kind of did, except when we took it out for a walk or exercise, of course. But then when my brother came running into the house, he would leap off of that thing leap off of his pillow and act like he was going to attack my little brother. But he didn't. He was howling at him and yelling at him and growling. I mean, he would, my little brother, all he had to do was walk up to the front door and that dog would start to growl. Oh my gosh. Wow. So we've have had dogs and I enjoy dogs. And then when I was 21, I got my first dog on my own, my very own first dog. She was a golden retriever. And I, and I was just nuts about her. She I've had her for a long time. Again, when I was a kid with all of these fish and I had all of these tanks um, and the neighbors, they had their dogs and everything too. And they started to get fish as well. Because I was friends with all these kids and all these other homes. And they said, hey, Jackie's got all these fish. So they wanted to get some too. And then the parents said, you know, since you're so good at this, why don't you come over and set up our aquarium and clean it on a regular basis and we'll give you some money? And I said, thumbs up, that works for me. Because to me, all of that stuff was a blast. I mean, now they didn't do, they didn't keep it up for very long because they were just not into it as much as I was. But you know what? At least they tried it. They had it for a while. And turns out that, you know what, they had a Doberman and that's what they wanted. They wanted to keep just the dog. The fish was just too much for them. It just didn't make sense because for crying out loud, they had to pay somebody to take care of it. All right. And it worked for me. And I did learn a lot from that. Um, And my and my buddies, they had different kinds of fish. My the my buddies, he they usually had, they didn't have the guppies. They had other types of fish that were not that attractive to me, but I get why they were attracted to him because what they liked were Oscars. It seemed like everybody, every young man in the 70s, because every home that I went to, my girlfriends, they had a brother. He had an Oscar, a couple of my buddies at school, they had Oscars. It seemed to be like the thing. And I think it still is with a couple of them because I hear them talking about it on Facebook. You know, they're talking about their Oscars. These these same guys that I was buddies with back then, he still got Oscars. (laughs) Okay. So, and and again, it's like a pet to them because Oscars, it turned out, um, have a personality. They have character. And they can be trained too. I think fish can certainly be trained. I mean, they know when the light comes on, you know, that it's it's food time. When you walk in front of the tank, hey, I'm going to get food, most likely. But the Oscar was a little bit was a little bit more subtle with their personality, um, and also it was very cool to young men because you could just put anything in the tank. And it would eat it, okay? (laughs) And to young teenage boys, that's probably pretty cool. Like worms you could put in there, hamburger you could put in there, like a fly or something, it would eat it. And the Oscar, he had the whole tank to himself. He loved that. Okay, he was just absolutely in heaven with that stuff. Okay. And so it was really with the Oscar and these teenage boys, definitely a match made in heaven. Again, not fish for me. I like my little guppies, but again, they they these guys they had Oscars. Um and and I wound up too, I had cats. Um, I was also one, you know, not only did I catch the fish and then, uh, excuse me, uh, keep the fish and then go looking at polywogs down in the ditch and catching little froggies down in the ditch. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you about the frogs. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I would go down um, with the other guys down to the, down to the ditch and they would catch the polywogs. Okay. And they would keep them, etc., and I caught them too. I only caught them once, and I just didn't like them after a while because, you know, they're stinky. But then one time I went down there, and there were these little frogs, maybe only about the size of a half dollar, and I carried a couple of them home with me put them in my, one of my mom's big Tupperware bowl. Sorry, mom. Okay. (laughs) I would also put some of my fish. Okay. Some of the fish that were having babies, guppies have babies all the time. And I would put, separate out the mom and I would put the mom in the Tupperware bowl and let her have her babies. Okay. And then here are the frogs. I get another Tupperware bowl out and put the frog in that, put the lettuce in there and have the lid, not seal it, but just kind of have it halfway covered. So I can peek in there and watch what the, these little teeny frogs are doing in there. And they were pretty, um, pretty mild and pretty mellow. They wouldn't be jumping all over the place. They would sit there and let me look at them. I could pick them up and they were just really interesting to me. So this afternoon on the weekend, I went and I got these frogs and I'm looking at them all day in my room. And then, you know, I go to bed at night and then I get up in the morning. I'm looking at the frogs in the the Tupperware bowl and I go, cool, you guys are pretty cool. And then I go to go to school come back in the afternoon. And I was I couldn't wait to get home to go check on my froggies. And so I look at my look and pick up the lid and it wasn't sealed. Okay. I didn't seal it or anything like that. Um, and I pick up the lid and the frogs are gone. Frogs are not there. And I was, I was just beside myself. So I started tearing the room apart. I asked my mom about him. She didn't say anything. And I'm looking all over the house. I think I'm there like two or three days, um, looking in all the cracks and crevices, looking under things, looking in drawers, just looking in all the closets because who knows where these little froggies could have gone. So, and I was sad, okay? I wanted my froggies back. Well, years later, I kind of figure out the mystery of the disappearing frogs. It was probably my mom. She probably, when I was at school, set them free someplace. Um, She didn't scold me. She never scolded me about having pets or anything like that. I mean, what she would do is she would just say, she would just let me go and do. But in this case, I guess she didn't want me to have frogs. She probably just let them go. Now, I never went and got frogs again because I didn't want to lose them in the house, And I was thinking for years later, I go, those are, there's some dead frogs in that house someplace, (laughs) but no, probably mom knew that was going to happen. And so she probably got rid of them before, you know, to make sure that that didn't happen. (laughs) So she knew what was coming. Cause yeah, I would take home stray cats, um, too. Now they would come and they would go and they would never come in the house. Okay. That was a rule, but they would hang around the backyard and I would keep them for a while. Okay, and then after a while, of course, they were strays. They re- wouldn't really want to hang around, and then they would go. But I really wanted a cat. I mean, we had a dog, but I really wanted a cat. And, of course, I had fish, but I wanted a cat, too, I guess. And we also had a bird in the house, okay? My mom liked birds. My older sister liked birds. And we had those canaries and those budgies. So we had pets, but I wanted a cat, so one one afternoon in the uh, in the fall I was coming home from school walking home from school with a friend and there on the corner about a block away from home was this little girl with a cardboard box full of kittens and in the 70s people just didn't spare neuter their animals so much so this was not uncommon to see these kids giving away free kittens and so I look inside the box And it's like I immediately fell in love with this um, gorgeous little black cat kitten. She had um, some dark brown, very rich colors also in, in her coat, so black and rich brown. And she had green eyes. She was beautiful. And I loved her. I fell in love. I mean, there was no way I wasn't going home without this cat. So I just grabbed it. This was my cat now. Okay. There was no turning back. I didn't ask permission. Mom never said I could have a cat. Actually, you know, they were kind of against me having a cat. It was okay for the strays. They came and went. But in my mom's opinion, the house was full. Okay. (laughs) It was full. So. I'm on going home, my friend is going, What are you doing, Jackie? It's like you're not gonna get away. So I'm going, How am I gonna keep this cat? How am I gonna keep this cat? So I get home, I walk in the door, and there's my mom. She sees me and the cat, and the hands go on the hips, and she's like, What are you doing? She starts shaking her head without saying anything. And then there's my little sister. And then I come up with the plan. (laughs) My little sister's birthday is that week. And so I go up to my little sister and hand her the cat and say, happy birthday. (laughs) Oh, man. So this was the only way that I could keep the cat. Because so my sister, it was her cat for a couple of days. (laughs) And then for the rest of the cat's life, it was mine. (laughs) Okay, so my mom is like shaking her head. And oh, my God. So that was the only way. I mean, oh, for crying out loud. I was Awful but I fell in love with that cat. I mean, that's what kids do. They just fall in love with their animals and they just will do anything, (laughs) you know, to, to hang on to their animals. And, and, and having that cat actually, you know, taught me a lot. I mean, because it was mine, I mean, it's like mine now, my mom, she let me keep it. And so one time when it uh, had a school had a little abscess, it turned out. I mean, it was mostly, it was an outside cat. She wouldn't let it in. And so it probably got in a fight or got hurt, got into a fight or got hurt sometime. And it had a little something on its neck that turned into an abscess. So she goes, you take it to the vet. So I took it to the vet and I was like 16 years old. And the vet shows me what I have to do. I have to peel off the scab, okay? And clean out the wound and then put some powder on it. All right. And so he says I have to do that every day. And he treats me like an adult, like a responsible adult. And I go, okay, I'm gonna do this. And I did. I that's exactly what I did. I mean, every day I think I forget how long I did it, maybe for a week or so until it healed. And so, and she had a scar on her neck from me doing that, and it and it healed. So I learned a lot that, hey. I, mean, I, I I bought it. This is my cat, so I have to take care of it. Nobody else is going to do it, so I had to do that gross, you know, procedure. I'm 16 year old girl. That was gross, but I had to do it in order to save my beloved cat named Coffee. She her name was Coffee, and I had her for a long time. I was I was crazy about her. Um, so so that ha- but again, it was an outside cat, and that was just fine. And I just loved animals. Um, and we all had animals, like I said, but I, but I think that my dad also, he had a great big soft spot as well. And maybe that's where I got my great big soft spot for animals. Um, because he, he would take home stray cats too. I mean, not when, you know, he was raising us and when he was working all that, but later on he would take home stray cats, you know, all into his, you know, into his retirement years. You know, he 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 would just do that. Cause again, his mom would do that too. Um, and one day he brought home something from work, a stray animal, but he brought home a duck. He worked at a service station, you know, uh, where the gas station warehouse, all the pumps out there, and there's cars coming in and going, and he was the manager there. And he saw this duck and he was concerned that it was gonna get run over by all the cars and it, it was just there, just showed up. It was obviously a pet or it wasn't a wild duck because its wings were clipped, you know, like they do so it doesn't fly. So he says, okay, I got to take it home or else I'm just sentencing it to death here, you know, out, out at the gas station. And he goes, I got this home, I got all these kids, perfect. I mean, I already got a lot of animals at home already, but I'm going to take it home. So that's what he did. He took it home. And it just, it was a duck, so it wasn't really a pet. It didn't like people so much, okay? what it, it really chased all of us little kids, and we were, it would grab onto our legs, it would grab onto our clothes, you know? And so we would go running from this duck, the same thing with the, with the dog. Um, it would kind of bark at the duck, and the duck would go at it, and the duck would grab onto the dog's ear or the dog's tail or something, and you could hear the dog. The dog would just yelping around, because that, that duck, you know, he was a badass, okay? <laughs> it was Charlie. Charlie the duck, he was really something else. You know, those mallard ducks um, that have the green and the purple head and the white uh, band on their neck, that, that was the duck. So we figured, what are we going to do with this thing? And fortunately, we had a big yard. So my dad put up some chicken wire across a portion of the yard, and it had to have some water. So what my dad did is he emptied out our sandbox, our metal sandbox. And this sandbox had a canopy over it so that when the kids were in the sandbox, the kids would be shaded. Well, he got rid of the sand, and he filled it full of water for the duck. Okay, and so the duck really had—he was—he was really living the life here in our backyard, um, and we would watch him because we didn't really come close, but you could watch him, you could look at him, and he loved the rain. The snails would come out in the rain, the slugs would come out in the rain, and he would just go to town. And I never knew that about ducks—that that's what they ate—and I learned that. I mean, so there was a good thing about having a duck for a while. You know, it was okay. And because he just really didn't like anybody except for my dad. My dad actually really liked this ridiculous duck. And my dad, he was uh, he had uh, calloused hands and everything because he worked on cars all the time. And so when the when he would bend down to the duck's level and the duck would come over to him, the duck would still want to peck him. But he didn't, my dad didn't mind. So the duck would peck his hands for like a minute or so, but then he would stop doing that. My dad was just kind of like stroking his head and he had a little feed in his hand because that's what we would feed him. He We went to the store, the feed store and bought him some feed corn, like he would feed chickens or something. And he would give him this uh, feed and the duck would just be quacking and eating the feed out of his hand. My dad would be stroking his head. And that was that was it. So my dad loved the duck, but he just didn't get along with anybody else. And he wound up being able to kind of flap his way over that chicken wire and get at the dog. So it just was not going to work. Turns out my dad finally said, OK, I got to do something with a duck. And Knott's Berry Farm was not too far away, you know, maybe about 15, 20 minutes away. So he drove it over to Knott's Berry Farm. They at that time, they had a duck pond. And he just let it go in the duck pond. At least that's what he said he did. I'm pretty sure that that's what he did. Because my, like I said, my dad is a softie. Okay. Now, now, we didn't have things like other people might have. I mean, we, we, we did not get any snakes. We did not get any lizards or anything like that. Because even though I thought lizards were cool, I learned something that, uh, that made me say, okay, I'm not going to get... I, or at least I witnessed something that made me say, "I'm not going to get a lizard." Um, um, you know, back in school, they had show and tell. Well, one time was I was in fifth grade. What was that? I was probably about eleven years old. This one young boy, another one of my buddies who had a lot of pets and different pets, things like that. He he had a lizard. And he brought it to school to show and tell. And that was great. Everybody was interested in what he had to say. He was up at the front of the class and he had the lizard in a bag. It was a big bag. It wasn't this small little lunch bag. It was a big bag. And it was time for him to show us his lizard. And so he reaches into the bag and he pulls it out. And there's this lizard kind of with a death grip on his finger. And he's just kind of going, ah! You know He's trying to stifle a yell, but he's moaning and here's the, I'll never forget it. Here he is. He's standing there with his hand kind of hanging up there and the lizard and he's, you know, and he's trying to pull this lizard. This lizard has a death grip on his finger. And every time he pulls the lizard, the lizard is just hanging on that much tighter. And you can see the skin on his finger just kind of stretching. So he couldn't pull the lizard off because the lizard had this awful death grip on his finger. And I'm witnessing this and I'm going, no, thank you. Fortunately, you know, the teacher came up and helped him. So after a while, we had the lizard under control. Okay. But, but oh my gosh, I, I just was saying, there's no way I'm going to ever get a lizard. Forget it. I'll fish, ducks, um, dogs—you know, cats. Everything else, I'll do. But and the birds are all fine. But uh, lizards, no. And that's the beautiful thing about uh, childhood, about being a kid. You're learning things, okay? And when you have animals, when you have pets in the household, oh my gosh, you're learning all sorts of things. You know, you're not just learning about how to take care of that specific pet. You know, like how to uh, make sure it's fed, make sure it's taken care of, making sure it's safe. You know, you're also learning about yourself. You're learning about responsibility. You're saying, oh, my, I can do this myself. Okay, I, I'm good at this. And the animal is thriving. Look how happy my, look how happy my um, snake is. Okay. Um, and you're also learning how to take care of something else that's not yourself. And and pets and animals, you get a lot back, especially as a kid. It's so much fun. And so when you have a family, like, again, like a family that I had with all these kids and all of these pets, say you have a family pet, you know, one or two or three or four or five or six family pets, I think the more the better. You know, it's it's just a wonderful, enriching experience for the entire family. I mean, kids and pets, it's like a It's like a natural combination. They just go together. And it really is so much fun. Take it from me. I've been there. It's an e-ticket, but it's worth the ride. I'm Jackie Gibbons with Regency Real Estate Brokers in Mission Viejo. Check out my website at JackieGibbons.com. You all have a wonderful rest of the day and thanks for spending a little time at home with me and my animals. Take care and talk soon.